Hi everyone, welcome back to Doula Unfiltered. I am one of your hosts, Kellen. And I'm your other host, Ava. Sweet. Um, we're so glad that you have chosen to join us for this episode. Uh, I'm not exactly sure when this one will come out, but uh, we're really grateful that you've taken the time to listen to this. I hope it is good information for you. Encouraging. I hope it's encouraging. Yes. Um, so this episode is going to be about taking the leap into doula work. What does it look like to go from saying, I want to be a doula. I am trained as a doula. I am certified as a doula. I feel prepared to accompany a birthing person in the highest capacity. Now what? How? Before I even start looking for clients and accepting people as clients, accepting births, how do you do that? How do you... How do you... How do you money and also doula? How do you money and doula? <laughs> Thank yes. you, Ava. That's as clear no. as we can be. Yes, clear as mud. <laughs> clear as mud. Um, but this is actually came from a question that we had on our Instagram. And I'm going to go ahead and read that question. Um, shout out to Nettie if you are listening. I hope that you are. Um, but a great question. Okay, first off, love your podcast. Looking forward to more. Thank you. We've gotten a bunch of comments like this, and they really mean a lot, and it definitely encourages us to... It's just us two. We're like, hey, this would be nice. This would have been a nice resource for us when we were starting out. So we did it, and then we recorded one episode. Yeah. And we're like... like us, guys. Totally slacking, but we're we're back, okay? We're back, okay. We're going to do this. So um, (laughs) I would love to hear more about the struggles that may come with becoming a doula and maintaining a doula business. I've wanted to become a doula for years, but not sure how that looks for my family, financially, time-wise, etc. Do all doulas leave their day job right away and pursue it full-time? Is that the only way? Hope to hear more from you both soon. Great question. You're hearing more. <laughs> Great phrasing. <laughs> yes. When I said, ask us a question on social media and we'll, when we'll respond with an episode, I was, I was very serious. We mean it. Yeah, this is this is a great question. Mm-hmm. It's something huge that I feel like everyone who has become a doula has has truly gone through. Um, I know Kellen will have a lot more to say about childcare and how that looks, um, but I will just start this off um, and say that Kellen and I both have part time jobs other places. True, um, we have our hands in a lot of pots right now, mm-hmm. but I I have a part-time job um that I'm lucky enough that it's I can be done remotely mm-hmm. um it's an admin position for an awesome organization that puts a heavy emphasis on doing what you love um but that's not something you're going to come by mm-hmm. every day um if I have a birth um I can text my boss and say hey I have a mama in labor uh, if we end up you know if this is the real deal here's what I've done, here's, you know, projects I'm working on, and I can kind of hand the reins over to her if something needs to get done, um, and I can also take responsibility of that, get stuff done ahead of time, or stay on top of it, and then not have to worry about it should something come up. Mm-hmm. Um, not everyone has that ability. If you were a public school teacher, yeah, that's not something you could do. Like, yeah, I guess you could call in a sub. I don't really know. But, yeah, but like Ava's saying, because I also, my part-time job, uh, oh, I'm a full-time mom, first of all. I've got two kids. So, you know, like she said, I'm, I have some things to say about childcare. But 
another way that I bring income in for my family as I work part time, my job can also be done remotely, but there is there is a part of that that's like, hey, I do the same thing. I will text my boss and be like, uh, hey, I'm out of birth. I won't be able to come in uh, at this time. And basically my setup is that if I don't do the hours of work that I would normally do at work, I can make those up outside of work. You know, I can make those up outside of, like during different hours. Um, And since my job can be done remotely, I can always do that in the middle of the night if I get home from or like whenever whenever I need to yeah. catch up on work. So um but all that to say you know you may it's not a it doesn't always start out as a full-time gig and it definitely obviously for both of us who've been in birth work for a while it's still not a full-time gig mm-hmm. uh and not it really sucks. It's one of the realities mm-hmm. um, is that you, uh, people are always like, oh, well, people are always having babies. There's always a need for you. Well, yeah, but there's 40 of us in our area mm-hmm. and not every family is going to want a doula. Right. Um, and there's only a certain amount of births you can take a month. Yeah. Like you- logistically to To make sure to have the best chances of you being at the births that you're telling these people that you're going to be at and not have to call in a backup, which sometimes happens. But if someone's hiring you, they're hiring you. So in order to schedule appropriately, you you can't have eight births a month. Like yeah. it just logistically doesn't work. And then if you do have a family, if you do have children, you know, that's a lot on them too. It's a lot on the family. That's a cost that you need to think about before walking into this. It's something, if you are married or have a boyfriend or fiance or whoever, that's something that you both need to to really discuss of how you're going to make it work. And I think the time cost. Yeah. And so that's something that comes to mind for me when I think about how to make the leap into doula work. It really does take a good amount of support. From a lot of people, whether you have children or not. And I think something that a lot of people neglect to acknowledge, especially if you're in one of the massive doula Facebook pages asking one of these questions, a lot of people are going to say, well, just do your training and start taking a couple births for free. Mm -mm. Well, Mm -mm. that's not going to, it's not going to work for everyone. No. Um, And I think it's really hard for some of these birth workers to admit like, and I have all the more respect for birth workers. I have a mentor in town that, um, it's the case that her husband has a really high income Mm -hmm. and she has the ability to take as many pro bono births as she wants. Mm -hmm. Um, and give, spend time giving out resources and has the funds to kind of do things at cost if she needs to. Uh, and that's, that's amazing. That's, privilege like none other Mm -hmm. but that is not my reality um as a single person Mm -hmm. I don't have um, fortunately I don't have um the I don't want to say like problem or burden (laughs) because they're children so they're not Mm -hmm. um but I just don't have the logistical issue the added layer yes of having children um and I still struggle sometimes to balance everything Mm -hmm. but yeah it's a It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And, you know, it does have a lot to do with, like, you got to, you have to price yourself 
uh, and make it worth it for yes. you, honestly, because and, because attending births. Here's the deal: attending births is not just attending births. Yeah, it is energetically, emotionally, physically, mentally, completely exhausting. Yep, and being able to not only leave life for a little bit and attend this thing, right? Like not only being able to leave your job, your family, your responsibilities for that day to show up for this birthing person, there's also a hangover that happens after a birth. Like there's time that happens after a birth. Yeah, and I mean you can, there's been births where you end up spending 36 hours plus with a client. That is not, and most of the time you're awake for, most of that if not all of it that is so draining for a person you don't just come back from that and pick your kids up from daycare and go home and make dinner Mm -hmm. um that's exhausting Mm -hmm. Uh, and I realize I'm saying this in like a womp womp attitude (laughs) and I don't want to be discouraged because that's that's what this is you know that's what this is yeah that's what birthwick is it's showing up for people in whatever capacity they need and yeah sometimes it's four hours and sometimes it's three full days And you kind of just don't ever know. You don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know when it's going to be over. And I love that about birth work. I'm also here acknowledging how how hard that is. And and also, part of this whole podcast, I want to be honest. Yeah. And I want to be real about it. uh, Because I think it's easy to be like, and we are like this. Like, do it, do it, just do it. But it, it's smart also to take a step back and be like, okay, wh- what do I need to do to make sure I can do this? Yeah. Um, totally. But, all right, well, picking up the, <laughs> I don't know, outlook, making it a little more positive. <laughs> yeah. That got really, de- Lifting the really depressing for a minute there. I'm so sorry. But reality, again. Um, if somebody was to say like, all right, I've got my certification, I've, or I've got my training, whatever, whatever you're doing. Um, and I'm going to take my first couple clients. What can I expect? Let's kind of break it down pay wise, time commitment wise. Um, and then essentially client load. What, what would a client load look like realistically, but also ideally? Um, I have some thoughts on that, but do you want to go first? No, no, you go for it. Okay. So first, um, gosh, actually, I don't know where I was going to start. What was my first thing? <laughs> time commit. Oh, uh, oh yes, money, time, and then like client load. Yeah. So money. Um, whether you're making six hundred dollars or three thousand dollars, there's a big range. Um, mm-hmm. Finding a client that fits well in that, uh, as well as knowing your worth, and a lot of knowing your worth comes with um, not. You have to keep in mind, people aren't just paying you for your time that you're present at their birth. You're, mm-hmm. They're paying you for all of the time that you spend with them before that, all of the time you spend on the phone or texting or emailing them, giving mm-hmm. them resources. Um, they're, the, they're paying you for the the information that you know? Yes. For that's going to be my next big thing. Trainings and the workshops that you've attended. Yeah. Um, and they're paying you... To be on call, mm-hmm. um, that is huge. You never know when you're going to miss somebody's birthday. If you're going to miss Christmas, um, it happens. It it does, and it stinks when it does. But it also doesn't happen that often. Um, but it does happen, 
And so you are really pricing all of that. Um, and in that, if there's something like your kid's 13th birthday that you're like, I am not going to miss that. Awesome. Set that boundary and don't miss that. But that also means keeping in your mind that you're going to have to pay another doula to be on call for that day or that mm-hmm. week, whatever that time frame looks like. You're probably going to end up paying them to just be on call in general. So that's already money out of your pocket mm-hmm. or out of this client contract. And then also if they end up going into labor and you end up missing that, you're paying another doula to attend a birth that you were planning on being at. Um, and you know, that's not always a, it's not a bad thing. Like that it's not you and it's not the same experience, but it's different than what your client planned on. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's as much as I wish I could be like every birth with a backup doula is just as good as the one with the original doula. That's just not true. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's, you know, your client might be let down and you, you're going to have to deal with that reality. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean it's all bad, but it is, you have to acknowledge the fact that people are going to be let down. Yeah. Um, so if you have one client a month and you're doing their one birth, you may be make you may be bringing in $600 and then taking all the money off of that for taxes or for <laughs> stupid taxes. Um, or for paying an on-call doula or anything like that, you may end up with like $300 in your pocket. And that's not enough to survive. Um, But on the flip side of that, as a doula, you kind of have a certain capacity that you can work in Mm -hmm. um, and take a client load. That's going to be different for everyone. Um, For me, because I don't have kids, I have a little bit more flexibility in that I can take four or five clients and be really confident in that. Mm -hmm. But that's not always straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you have a client that this is their third baby and their due date is, we'll say this month, so their due date is March 15th and it's their third baby. Well, they might go into labor at 38 weeks. So that might overlap with a client that you have earlier in the month or a first time mom that is due February 25th. That's going to go two weeks over mm-hmm. and calculating all of that is no freaking joke. I had, okay, so this is funny. That's true. So I had a birth, I had a January birth, Mm -hmm. a February birth, and a March birth. And they all gave birth within three weeks in January. Yep. All three of them. Yeah. One of them uh, went over, way over, (laughs) if you're doing the math. One of them went way over, one of them went way early, and the other one was like right around... The time that, yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's true. There's a big variation. And so I, with kids, to touch on, like, the having kids thing, my threshold is no more than three. I don't ever accept more than three births a month. If I have more than three, I refer out. Um, And even three, it would have to be kind of a special circumstance. I'd have to feel really good about it. Because I do want to protect my family. I do want to protect my kids. Honestly, it was a really hard thing for me to be aware of and to learn. But my daughter, when she was like two, she was about to turn three. Um, but she like cried one night when I was putting her to bed and I was like, you know, what, what's the deal? Like, just, I just need you to go to bed. You know what's going on? And she was like, I'm afraid you're not going to be here when I wake up. And she like in a lot of whatever words said, like, I'm afraid you're going to be at a birth and I'm going to wake up and you're not going to be here. 
And that broke my heart and made me realize that my kids are totally watching. Like my kids are totally aware when I'm there and when I'm not. And so I made an agreement with her that if I ever leave for a birth at night, I will wake her up and say bye to her before I leave. And that kind Which of fixed. Is kind of the cutest thing ever. And it's super cute. Very sad. And, super, and that and it has happened since then. And I will like wake her up and tell her, Oakland, my daughter's name is Oakland. I wasn't sure if I was going to say her name on here, but I guess it doesn't matter. Um, but I was like, I'm like, Oakland, um, I'm going to a birth. I don't know when I'll be home, but I want you to know I won't be here when you wake up. And she just like rolled over and I was like, okay. I went back to sleep. So anyway, I, that was just a kind of a wake up call for me. I kind of can get like, um, pedal to the metal when I'm doing something that I love to do or that I, if I have a dream or if I have a desire to do something, I'll sort of tunnel vision it. And that would, that really brought me back into reality that like this, this whole thing, my, what I do affects a lot more people than just me. And, um, so I try to be really careful about how many births a month that I accept. And because of that, I do have a higher fee. Yeah. Like, because that's worth it to me. Yeah. Making that money, like being away from my family for, I don't know how long, I don't know when, um, it's worth it to me to have kind of a higher fee. Yeah. Well, I feel like we touched on most of the things that come with jumping in, mm-hmm. at least time-wise, money-wise, um, job-wise, what that kind of looks like. So the answer is, there it's, is no answer. <laughs> it depends. It depends. Um, it You really just need a lot of support. You yeah. need yes. to be upfront with your employer, upfront with your partner, upfront with your clients. Yes. Let's, Everyone needs to be on the same some, page. Some key points here. Yeah. Number one, if you have a job already and you want to keep that job, have the conversation with your higher ups. Figure mm-hmm. out what that looks like. If you get paid time off, if you have days off, I don't know how that works for everybody's jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, figure out what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have a job and you're like, I'm going to jump into doula work and this is going to be my full time job, lower your expectations. Um, <laughs> but maybe figure out some sort of additional income source until you're really on your feet. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that you can jump in and have four birds a month and it'd be amazing. But know that that's probably not realistic. Um, and third, talk to your family um, because there's a lot of unspoken hurt, I think, that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, like Oakland, ne- not really being able to voice that until mm-hmm. that was like a real anxiety that came up in her. Mm-hmm. Um, check in with your kids, your partner. See what that's going to look like for them, how important it is for you to be at specific functions um, mm-hmm. or... Or schedule-wise, you know, there's a lot of, like, household things that if you're, if you live with a partner, like, being able to acknowledge, like, hey, if I come home from a birth and I'm exhausted, I'm not going to do the laundry. Um, Set those expectations Mm -hmm. so that nobody ends up being let down and it becomes a point of contingency. Right, and it becomes a point of your partner being like, you can't do this anymore. Yeah. Or whatever. Um... Yeah. Or even you feeling like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Although that comes up. (laughs) It does. Uh, And we'll have a whole episode on burnout. Um, Yeah. Because we've all been there. It's true. Alrighty. I think that's all I have. Do you have anything else to add? I don't think so. 
All right, guys. Well, as always, we're so glad you could join us. Yes, thank you. Follow us on social media. I think we're on Instagram only right now, um, at Doula Unfiltered. And do you want to say your personal Instagram? Your business Instagram? I guess, yeah. I mean, I think they're in, like, we're tagged in the photos and in the bios and everything. But you can find me at Women Wellness. I think you can find Kellen at Nest and Nourish. Yep. Um, And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.